Welcome to episode 287 of Live Happy Now. As we get older, it's common to start thinking about what kind of legacy we're leaving behind. But what if we started thinking about living our legacy instead of leaving it? This is Paula Phelps, and this week we are talking with Cody Schuen, author of Everyday Legacy, Living Your Life with Purpose Right Now. Cody's career in the funeral industry gave him unique insight into death and the realization that every day matters. Today, he's here to talk about how each of us can discover our own legacy and learn to live it to the fullest. Cody, welcome to Live Happy Now. Paula, thank you so much for having me. Now, you've written a really unique and very inspiring book, and it's not something that we've really talked about before. So can you tell us, first of all, what you mean when you talk about living your legacy? So my background, as you know, is as a funeral director, and I spent many, many years in that world. And there was a series of events, one in particular, a funeral of an older gentleman who I was conducting. And there was this moment in his service where I was standing outside of the chapel, listening to these stories be told about a, a gentleman who I would have liked to have known. You know, there was moments where people were sobbing, you know, from tears and others where they were sharing these beautiful stories and the room was filled with laughter. And I was struck with this notion that everything I had ever thought about legacy was wrong. That everything I'd ever thought about legacy was that it was something that came after we were gone. And I thought, what a shame if the gentleman at the room didn't understand the depth and breadth of the impact that he had made on the lives of those attending his funeral. And if he had, in fact, understood that he could make an impact, did he do so consciously to deepen and broaden that impact? And I realized that every time we talk about legacy, we talk about it in the context of what comes after. And so this idea around everyday legacy was really shifting that narrative from something we leave to something we live every single day, and really then becoming consciously aware of the difference that we can make in the world. And so that's really how everyday legacy came to be. And how did that evolve from a realization to an entire book? So it's funny, you know, in the book, I refer to something that I like to call shoulder taps. And that's my way of conveying, you know, that there's something happening around me that I need to pay attention to, whether that's God speaking to me or the universe, whether it's Buddha or Allah or whatever higher calling you, you subscribe to. And so there was a series of these shoulder taps that I think that I was receiving, but not really pushed hard enough by. And eventually in my career, I was constantly broadening my impact. So I started, you know, working in the funeral home and then I started to manage the funeral home. Then I worked uh, with a large corporate group and was a national director of training and development right across the country. And for me, it's always been about broadening my impact. And for me, that's my everyday legacy. And so I started to do a lot of speaking, a lot of motivational speaking, keynote speaking at conferences. And everyone always said, write a book, write a book. And so admittedly, I tried to write a business book probably two or three, maybe even four times, and they just failed miserably. And so I thought, you know, I'll hire a book coach. I'll hire someone who knows this process, who can take me through, really help me understand what it is that I'm, I'm obviously missing to, you know, write a bestseller. And how do you start living your legacy? Because one thing that you make very clear, like before you can live it, you have to determine what your legacy is going to be. What's the process for that? 
It's about examining those values that are really important to you. And the best way that I think this exercise plays out is by thinking about times when you felt particularly wronged or you felt like a situation was not right. Something wasn't happening that sat well with you. Maybe it was an inequity. Maybe it was someone mistreating another person or misspeaking to another person. Those are moments when our own values become crystal clear when those things that cross our values help to illuminate what means so much to us. And so the first step of everyday legacy is really starting to have that conversation. And in order to have that conversation, one of the things that I encourage readers to do is to find time to pause. And the value of why pausing is so important to take stock of what I like to say, not what's important, but who's important in your life. And One of the things in particular right now that we have globally is the shared experience of a pause with COVID-19, where we have all had to slow down. Most of us have been isolated in our homes to some degree. And many of us have, you know, even though we've had the, the burden of multiple hats, you know, from working professional to chief educator in the home, to chief disinfector, to all the different, those chief hats that we wear during times like this. A lot of people have had these conversations around how important family is or how important their community, their friend circle is, and how much they can't wait to get back to those things, to some sort of normalcy in their routine. And so in order to have these conversations about our values and and what shows up for us, it's important to create the time to think about those things. And the second piece I would suggest that people can do is ask themselves, what I like to say is a simple question, but it certainly is not simple in any context. The question itself is simple, but the answers can be profound. And that is asking yourself the question, if today were my last day, how do I want to be remembered? And those things that immediately boil to the top, those values, those things, those characteristics, qualities, those attributes, those are the things that you need to start looking at investing into your every single day consciously. Kindness is one of those things for me. So I look for ways every single day to breed more kindness into the lives of those around me. It isn't about these massive shifts. It's about tiny little shifts. It's about these incremental, I even say seemingly inconsequential things that we can do that over time amass to really making a difference, not only in the lives of others, but also in our own lives. What if someone, they're saying, okay, I want to examine this and they kind of come up blank because sometimes people do that when you say, you know, what is it you want or how is it you want to be remembered? And it's like, I don't know, because we haven't taken the time to stop and think about that. So if someone does do this exercise and they're coming up blank, what what do you, first of all, can you tell us if that's okay? And secondly, how can they kind of work through it? It's absolutely okay. And in fact, I'm sure that there were people who are listening that when I said, ask the question, you know, if today was the last day, how do you want to be remembered? That cringed. Because the truth is, at least in North America, we live in a death averse society. We don't like to talk about death and dying. And so this idea of reframing legacy as something that we are in control of that's positive is I think why so many people are attracted to this idea, this notion, and to the book ultimately. First of all, yes, it's okay to not maybe have an answer, but the one place where answers lie is in the people who mean something to us. So if you can't come up with something, ask someone else. Now that might sound even more daunting to others, but 
people in our inner circle are often the key holders to the the values that we hold dear and perhaps we don't even know that we hold dear or perhaps that we have tried to even push away and i'll give you an example when i was a kid i can tell you that almost every single report card that i had from the very first report card i ever got until the last report card i ever got always said cody talks too much and Co- <laughs> <laughs> and cody is often distracted And so for years, I would come home hanging my head low, these report cards in my hand, and and I knew I was in for it. I knew that I was in for the same lecture I'd heard the report card prior and all the report cards prior to that. I mean, it was just ingrained in who I was. I'm a talkative person. I love talking and I love storytelling. And the distracted mind is something that I now see as a gift. Both of those things are a gift. In fact, you know, when you when you think about public speaking and being an inspirational or motivational speaker, I mean, you're you're paid to speak for a living, and that distracted mind is one that is constantly looking for solutions. And so, when I'm working with companies designing programs for them, whether it's leadership development or culture engagement in the workplace, these are things that allow me. They're actually gifts. They enable me to show up more powerfully. But had I listened to those report cards, and you know, the admonishments of my parents for years saying, stop talking so much and pay more attention in class, I would have actually shut these gifts into a very dark place and probably never explored how powerful they could be not only in my life, but in others' lives. And so that's what I mean by others are often the key holders. And those key holders can be both ways. One, they could be telling you something, you know, to suppress that is actually, in fact, quite positive. Or in fact, they can share a gift that you have that enables them to show up more powerfully in the world. And I hear stories about this all the time, Paula, where someone's, you know, and one of the exercises that I encourage people to do is to ask those around them what gift shows up in their minds when they think about so-and-so me in this case, in this example. And sometimes the answers will silence the person asking because it's so powerful for them to actually hear something that maybe they had thought had no value actually makes a difference in other people's lives. It's really, really powerful. And I want to talk about that a little bit more here in a minute, but I also wanted to know that once you understand and kind of identify, all right, this is what I want my legacy to be, how do you start living that? Because I think all of us have had these events or these moments that make us decide to live with a certain purpose or just to do better, but then life seeps in and it interferes with our plans and we kind of push that aside. So how do you start living it and how do you make a lasting part of your practice? Much like a lot of things, you know, going to the gym, practicing gratitude and writing in a journal. Uh, you know, all of these things take a focus and a, a dedicated focus. Over time, they become like a, a muscle, almost like a memory muscle. And so thinking about everyday legacy is very much the same thing. When we start to become conscious every single day of how we're showing up and the opportunities for us to impact our legacy further, it starts to become incredibly powerful. I'll, I'll give you an example. So as I was writing the book, I was grocery shopping and I was standing in line waiting to check out. And there was a person just ahead of me in line who was checking out who I think it would be safe to say was not having the best day. (laughs) And we've probably, we can probably all think of those examples where we've seen someone out in public, perhaps with a store clerk or a barista or someone like that. And they are just seem to be taking 
it all out on this person. And so that's exactly what was happening in front of me. And I could just see that the grocery clerk, the cashier was just being sort of decimated by how this person was showing up. Their spirit was clearly taking a nosedive very quickly. And by the time this person checked out, which was a far longer process than it should have been, I could just tell this cashier was just completely deflated, completely deflated. And so when I stepped up in line and the person who was ahead of me was now out of earshot, I looked at this young woman and I said, you handle jerks like a pro. Do you have any tips for me? Because you are a master. And she literally went from just her head down, scanning my groceries to, I could see the smile before her head even lifted. And then her head lifted up and there was just this great big smile. And I said, no, really, you mastered that. Good for you. And I said, I'm, I'm really sorry you had to have that experience. And you know, clearly that person's not having, not having a great day. And I'm sorry that they took it out on you or seemingly took it out on you. And we had a good dialogue. And you know, there was this brief moment. I looked back in line and there's about six more people in the checkout line. And it was a really, you know, it's, it's a tiny little, again, seemingly inconsequential thing that we can do. But I knew that the six people behind me would get this version of the cashier, not the one I was left with to encounter. And so when we think about our everyday legacy, for me, impact, kindness, it's about looking for those things every single day. And it's so it's not about every single time you go out trying to find, I mean, we don't want to overwhelm ourselves, but it's about looking for those opportunities and then paying those opportunities forward, the gift of our legacy every single day with people who we encounter, even if those people are strangers. And then that becomes second nature, correct? Absolutely. It becomes just this thing that you start to do. I'll give you another example. I used to have a gratitude journal, and I'm sure lots of people listening probably have something similar, a gratitude practice of sorts. But I found that I was going to bed at night and I was opening this gratitude journal that I had, and I was writing down you know, three things I was thankful for in the day and sort of reflecting on the day prior and to the day ahead. But I found that that practice of doing that just turned into a habit. And when I say habit in this context, I mean just something I was doing because I felt like it was something I needed to check off a box. It wasn't filling me up anymore. I wasn't getting the same thing that I had gotten from it. And I thought, you know what, what can I do to shift away from this daily monotonous habit and start to think about it more readily through my day? And so it's this practice of what I like to call micro-acknowledgement, which is taking this idea of acknowledgement or gratitude and making it something that is much smaller, much more attainable, and much more frequent. And so it's moments like the one I had with the cashier or others when you know I'm interacting with someone and it's just a really positive interaction where I take a moment in the present time to say, thank you whether I say it out loud to the person, that was, an, that was an amazing meeting or what a fantastic phone call or I'm so happy that we met. It really made my day. Or whether I internalize it, doesn't matter. If we say it to ourselves first, that's a good start. If we can eventually externalize it to the individual that impacted us even better. That's a way that we can start to build that muscle. So when I first shifted the practice, Paula, I, I was much more conscious of it. In fact, I would even write on my hand in ink, you know, gratitude so that I would remember during the day to find those times to be thankful. And now I just do it all the time. It's just Mm -hmm. part of who I am. It has become this muscle memory, if you will, this muscle reflex that's there because I've built it over time. And it didn't have to happen overnight. It didn't have to happen with a lot of heavy lifting. It was just something that I could do every single day really easily. 
And you've seen other people decide that they're going to start living their legacy. What happens to us when we start to do that, when we become very intentional and conscious about what our legacy will be and then start to live that way? You nailed the word that I would use, Paula, and that's intentionality. You know, when we are more focused on being in control of the legacy that we will ultimately leave and we start living it now, we start to understand that depth and breadth of the impact that we can make in this world for whatever our everyday legacy should be. And so that intentionality causes us to focus right now in the moment and not wait in anticipation of something that we'll never really know. I mean, think about legacies in the context of how we think about them right now. It's something that comes after. Once people are gone, we talk about the legacy they left. But so often I've thought about that so deeply, this idea of, did that person know the difference they made? Consciously know, not passively, consciously know of the difference. And if they did, did they do so on purpose? And so when you think about that in in context, it sounds great, but in practice, it's so much easier when we just bring that into our everyday, into our routine, if you will. And so thinking about legacy every single day has been powerful for so many people who have read the book and had a positive takeaway, uh, you know, because they start to realize they are in control of ultimately how they'll be remembered, but that it's so much more powerful when we think about it now while we're still here. Mm-hmm. Now, we have Thanksgiving coming up. And you offer up a great exercise for families to do this Thanksgiving or anytime during the holiday season when they get together, or even if they're just together by Zoom. So can you tell us about this exercise? I love this exercise. I do too. This is really cool. I'm glad we can share it. It's a little uncomfortable for some people sometimes, but the power of the exercise far outweighs the discomfort. I will promise listeners that. So as you're sitting around the holiday table, Put everyone's name into a napkin or into a hat or into a basket and pass it around. Just make sure no one has themselves. And when you pull out that person's name, here's the question that I want you to answer. So Paula, why don't you and I role play this just for a moment? So when I pull out Paula's name, I will say to Paula, Paula, I believe that you will be remembered for your kindness. Every time that we meet, every time that we talk, you have a way of lighting up every fiber of my being. I don't know how you do it, but it happens without fail every time I see you. And I'm so thankful for that. And that is your legacy. And then reciprocate it. So it's about deepening those relationships. And again, there's a chance that you may in fact highlight something for people that they didn't realize was a gift to other people. So for instance, if someone who's really positive is told that, you know, positivity, you know, it's like Pollyanna with that person, she's just constantly over the top nice and that can start to wear on people. There's just this thing in our human psyche that can't combat this idea that the more we're told something isn't of value, the more we don't start to believe it ourselves. And so, you know, if this is the messaging we're receiving from the world around us, first of all, what a shame when kindness is, you know, at the core of that person's existence. But when you help to identify to that person how meaningful it is, not only in your life, but in their world, be it their community, their home, whatever their world is, it can be powerful. And so that's a really simple exercise that can really, really shift the whole sentiment of Thanksgiving. 
And it ties in perfectly, whether it's Thanksgiving or the holidays beyond. It's normal that that's going to feel a little awkward at first because we're really used to telling people we love them or we appreciate them. But to sit down and tell them, this is what I appreciate, that's new to most of us. Yeah. Or on the flip side, Paula, we're not used to it because we don't do it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's more the example. In fact, you know, we spend time with our families, the people that we love, and most of us operate on a needs no mention basis. <laughs> what I mean by what I mean by that is, you know, I love you. I say I love you, and surely how I show up in your world conveys that I'm thankful for you. You laughed, and a lot of people do when I talk about this because they start to think, yeah, that's true. I I don't always articulate it out loud. And I think that's the difference maker here with this one simple little exercise, you know, saying, I, you know, Paula, you will be remembered for your blank and this is why. And, you know, because it's actually verbalizing it, it's getting it out there and you watch, you try this with your family and you'll see the difference it can make family or loved ones or friends. And here's the other thing, because we're also going into a Thanksgiving right now that will probably be different than many of our previous Thanksgiving, especially in a lot of communities where perhaps there's still quarantine measures or isolation measures, where we maybe can't have the 30 or 40 person gathering. Perhaps some people will actually be spending Thanksgiving alone. Well, the beautiful device that most of us hold in our hands most of the day has the power to do the very same thing. So choose someone, start small. Again, if, if thinking about it at Thanksgiving dinner is too much to think about sitting around a table of 10 or 20 people and sharing this kind of exercise, then start with one person. Choose someone in your phone right now that really means something to you, who by how they show up in your life really makes a difference and send them two text messages. The first message is, there's something I have to tell you, dot, 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 and hit send. That'll elicit quite a few different responses. They're going to say, what's wrong? What's wrong? You know, what's wrong is a very common response indeed. And then start to type and type the very same response like I described when we were role-playing, Paula, about the difference they make. You will be remembered for blank, and this is why. And that's your everyday legacy. Whether you realize it or not, you're making such a difference in the world. And I can tell you that the philosophy of giver's gain, this idea that, in fact, when we do things for other people, that others are not, in fact, always the benefactors, that there is a mutual benefactor, and that is the person that's offering the kindness. Yeah. You know, that's powerful stuff. So it doesn't have to be around the Thanksgiving table. It can be simply by sending a text message. That's just excellent. So I know we have to let you go, but before we do, what is it that you most hope readers take away from this book? There's so much. (laughs) It's packed with these non-prescriptive lessons. You know, it's really done through the, the lens of storytelling and sharing some of my experiences in the world. But I think the biggest thing that I hope is in sharing those experiences that people see themselves in the stories, that they see themselves in those relationships or in those experiences. And while the individuals obviously will not be the same, they may have someone else with whom they could transform a relationship even if that relationship is right now not the best relationship, even if that relationship is with themselves and they need to transform that relationship. I hope that when we start to refocus on legacy and when we refocus, we then redefine it from something we leave to something we live, it can be powerful. It can be transformational. And with that intentionality in our lives, we can really start to understand the difference we can make while we are still here, while we are still living, and while we can 
really, in fact, create a ripple effect of whatever our everyday legacy is in the world every single day. That was Cody Schuen, author of Everyday Legacy, Living Your Life with Purpose Right Now. If you'd like to learn more about Cody's book or follow him on social media, visit us at livehappynow.com and follow the links. That's all we have time for today. We'll meet you back here again next week for an all new episode. And until then, this is Paula Phelps reminding you to make every day a happy one. Mm -hmm.